Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. I come from a London down under. I was I was gonna do like a like a build and I was gonna be like Brenna, Brenna, time. PC Master Race Part Two. Okay. You were supposed to be like Oh gosh. You're listening to the download weekly gaming news. My name is Jameson. My name is Brenna. If you really wanted something to be done, you should have discussed this with me before you hit record, sir. You're just supposed to know. I guess we're just not in sync today. Our, uh, our, our moons are not aligned. <laughs> That's right where I was going with that. Okay, we might actually be good right now. Okay, okay. we got our moons are aligned. You know what's also aligned? My processing unit. Because we're talking PC Master Race Part 2. I know you fuckers have been waiting for this. God. This is what you get when, he, when we have uh, unscripted you know this DLCs. Is like, you know this is like Ferris Bueller's Day Off right now? Like Explain. The whole, with the whole like coronavirus thing going on. For the love of God, if I have to hear about this I one more time. I should go to a museum. Join us on Discord, chat with us, share the show, help us grow, uh, listen to the latest episodes and the message from developers, and uh, yeah. So, before, a while ago, we talked PC Master Race, uh, we talked about kind of just building, not really building computers, but buying computers for gaming. What's good, what's bad, what to avoid, and this time, we're specifically going to talk about building computers so the big thing that we stress is we're you know computer amateurs so to speak that this is not our job you know we don't do this all the time but you know we're regular gamers giving you advice about computers which is 90 percent of people who build computers are just regular gamers trying to get the best gear tech for their gaming computers so with that we're going to start with best brands for gaming when you're looking for parts uh nzxt fantastic we should specify for what area because nzxt has great cases they have great fans um mm -hmm. anything outside of that not so much yeah corsair pretty much great like everything they are like yeah. one of the best uh cooling they make great cases they make amazing ram mm -hmm. um what else do they make? That's keyboards, it. headsets, mice. Oh, keyboards, heads, they, yeah. They yeah. do peripherals. Uh, NVIDIA, graphics cards. Graphics cards. Done. That's all you got to say. Graphics card. AMD, processors. Their graphics, I card, wouldn't... their graphics cards are getting better. They're, they're working on it. But uh, oof, those Risen processors, amazing. G-Skill, RAM. Great RAM. I have G-Skill. It is beautiful, and I love it. Very pretty RGB. Mm-hmm. Dip it in some sparkles, make it magical. That's the uh, Royal, the G-Skill Royals. 
Oh, they have spark. It's like, oh no, it's the, it's like gold plated or you can get gold plated or platinum plated. And then, um, the RGB bit, it looks like crystals. Oh, oh. And I've so seen when the light shines through, it looks like crystals. I need to make my entire computer like RGB, make it like gross colors, and then put a glitter cannon inside my computer. I hate everything you just said. So much. R too much RGB everywhere. And then glitter cannon. I hope that shit gets sucked up into your fucking oh, air. It would. <laughs> it would. My computer would not survive that. No. Your GPU fans would just... Oh, God. Thermalake is great. They make some cases, but they're more known for their fans. Uh, Asus is great. Motherboards. Asus motherboards. Excellent. Raj. Raj, yep. we're gamers of... Game Republic of gamers. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Stroking out. Right? Uh, that was me last week. Uh, several weeks. Episodes. Uh -huh. I was like singing and like... <laughs> All sorts of stuff. What's wrong with me? Tomfoolery. A lot of tomfoolery. Uh, MSI, also great. They make some great computers as well as motherboards. MSI motherboards. Uh, and there's a whole lot more. Do your research. Um, but those are kind of the big, big names. Intel processors, don't buy them. No. Western Digital hard drives. Samsung solid state hard drives. Uh, yeah, it's a good, good starting point. Yeah. Uh, if you have the ability or a store near you, Micro Center, it's a place to go for all this stuff. Uh, if you don't, microcenter.com, the place to go for all this stuff. New uh, egg, new egg, new egg's good too. So you're ready to build a PC. What do you need? Well, first off, you need something to put it in because you're not a filthy heathen. Although I have seen some people do like desks and stuff. I was like going to say, or if you want to do a wall mount display, that's pretty cool. But you have to do uh, water cooled because fans do not work mounted against like that. Unless you did it in like a weird diagonal, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, but my only concern is if you did something like that is dust. That's what I'm saying. If you do uh, completely water cooled, it'll be closed loop. No dust will get inside your system. Build an aquarium. PC aquarium, you've seen those? I've seen those, yeah. Those are cool. cool. Yeah. And sync. See, we got this. So, case. You need to pick a case. Three types of cases. There is, what is it, ATX? That's what they call the, the little ones? The, yeah, the ATX are very, very small. You have to buy specialized motherboards, the mini ATX boards. Um, mid and mm -hmm. full. Yes. Full towers are way too big. They're huge. But you know what? Actually, no. I like I'm kind of running out of some space in mine. That's true. If you're going to run, if you're especially if you're going to run multiple graphics cards. Full. Like I, I like my setup. It's a mid tower um, and I love it. Mine's NZXT and it's just like with the fans and the cooling in there, like it's pretty tight. Like it doesn't look bad by any means. And I do have some room. Um, but the thing with uh, getting a mid tower is the motherboards and everything that fit for a mid tower case usually only give you like two slots for RAM. Um, so they just, it just doesn't have enough space for things if you want to put it in there. So that's the only thing. 
and like I, the, the the room to put in your like cables is much smaller. My motherboard has four slots of RAM. Yeah, I know yours does. Bitch. Uh, so yeah, always pretty much always stick to mid and full. Uh, I don't know anybody that does the ATX builds unless they're trying to build like a budget uh, computer for just basic computing. I've seen some really cool ones that are some people just like a smaller footprint. Um, yeah, I've seen some cool ones, but you're not going to you're definitely not going to get the most power out of it because obviously it needs to be all depending in a small, tiny little case. Yep. Next step. Uh, and this one kind of goes hand in hand is you need to get a motherboard and a processor. Um, so the big things with motherboard is you want to make sure it can do handle all of your peripherals. It's got all the outlets you want. You want RGB. You need to look for that too. There's not a lot of RGB motherboards. Um, so, you know, that's a, something if you want to filter by, um, oh, I should, I guess we should have said cases, uh, cases will usually run you like 80 to 200 bucks, depending on how flashy of a case you want. Cause you can get some cases with RGB already built in. Uh, and stuff like that. If you guys want beautiful cases, look up Leanne Lee. They're sleek and beautiful and amazing, and they've got great ventilation. And I really, really want one, but they're like two hundred plus dollars. That's a lot for a case. Yeah. Uh, so motherboard, I I recommend pretty much exclusively Asus and MSI. Like, yeah, they're the best. I probably would go with Asus over MSI, but uh, they're both pretty pretty comparable yeah i would always get one with four ram slots too you know you don't want to limit yourself and you don't want to have to pay the big bucks to buy the 16 gigs of yeah the larger sticks yeah uh, of ram so you know having the more slots means you can spread it out and you can do just that much more uh, additionally you need to make sure that you get a motherboard that's designed for your specific case type so if it's right. an ATX or mid, that kind of thing. Uh, Another thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, this guy. I want to hear what you say. No, this is just about installation and everything to do with motherboards. Because yeah. I know you on the end of um, putting things together, like uh, having them succinct is very much what you have done. Um, whereas I have done more of the actually building it together. Um, things with motherboards that you really need to remember is like your standoffs and things like that like you said making sure that it does fit in there um that you don't have anything that pokes out uh and then you have to return all your parts because that shit doesn't fit and that happens quite a bit um and then making sure that you put your io shield a lot of the times the new um new motherboards will come with it pre-installed minded which is fantastic it's just that back in the back of your computer where you have all your you know usb ports and things like that that's actually usually a secondary like little shield that pops into place so it would be a bitch and a half to put together your entire computer only to realize that your io shield is not on and then you have to take your entire thing apart again and put it back in there suck yeah it would suck additionally uh, you should select your motherboard and your processor at the same time to ensure that you get a compatible motherboard with your processor. And so when you're selecting a processor, I'm going to say AMD only. They're I'm going to second that. They're making much more powerful processors at much cheaper prices uh, than Intel. Get a Risen 5 
or Risen 7 series, if you've got the money, go for a Threadripper. But uh, otherwise, the Risen 5 and 7, um, as long as it's the 1500 and above, you're set. And most of the time, they'll run you like 120 to 250 bucks. Yeah, it's not that expensive. Like, uh, and the thing with that's annoying with uh, all the computer parts is separately, if you exclude out graphics cards, because those things are flipping expensive, um, everything else is just not that expensive by itself. But when you add it all up together, like yeah. a case is like 80 bucks. Oh, that's not that bad. Motherboard is like $70. That's not bad, right? Yeah, motherboard can be like 60 to 120. Yeah. And then, you know, your processor, 120, 200, that's not, you know, decent. But then you start getting into your graphics card and it's like $500 real fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just go with AMD. Uh, most of the, with uh, the nice thing too with the AMD um, processors is usually don't need to put on that extra special like mount. Uh, Intel usually makes you put on that extra mount that attaches like that holds your, uh, your processor in. So it saves you an extra step. And then um, sometimes your processor will come with cooling already built in. I personally would say get a processor uh, without that and go liquid cooling. So, yeah, you can do you can do two things. You can either um, if you want to save some money, you can buy a processor that has a fan included with the kit or you can just buy the processor by itself. Uh, if you decide to go to a water cooling, so it's called an AIO all-in-one, um, it's it's a little bit more expensive, but you're definitely going to be able to overclock if you want to. Um, you're going to be able to run the programs that you want to without worrying about your computer overheating. And then you won't have to worry as much about fans. Uh, but once again, the uh, the AIO I wanted to get would not fit in this case because uh, it needed three lengths of a fan. And so your radiator needs to be able to fit in there. Um, so my, my case will only allow for two, two lengths of a radiator, two lengths so, of a fan. So that's something to factor in as well. Uh, plus going with a AIO over a normal heat sink uh, just looks a lot nicer, a lot cleaner. Heat sinks tend to be pretty bulky and ugly. There are some that look really cool, and I've seen some fully, uh, like, no no water, just fully air fan-cooled. And they look really nice, but this person sunk a lot of money into it. You know, taking apart the heat sink, getting it powder-coated, you know, everything to match the, you know, the entire aesthetic of the computer. So it can be more expensive. So now that we're talking cooling, uh, besides AIO, your computer's also going to need, you know, just general cooling for your graphics cards and just all the electronics moving air in and out of your uh, your case. So most cases will usually come with a couple of fans already installed into them. Um, one thing to keep in mind, if you're going to add fans or you're going to replace those fans with like Corsair fans or something or Thermal Lake fans, you need to remember, uh, I would recommend making that installation from the beginning rather than installing them at a later date as we learn from upgrading brenda's computer it can definitely cause some uh, bios issues when you make that upgrade because all the fans 
and if you have different types of fans too so that's like the key thing is you know when you're looking at your fans go all in get all the same type of fans put them all in your case because it will make everything so much easier for your bios it will they'll all run at the same rpms uh and you won't get weird issues my issue um before when i had first installed my corsair fans with my nzxt fans um on startup they were running at different rpms and so it would cause everything to just shut down uh so that nothing was succinct which was really really annoying um but another thing with fans and cooling is you have to make sure that you have uh the fans facing the correct way which seems kind of weird but you need to get a good flow of air through your case so typically having um a push-pull system to where it's pulling at the front of your case and pushing out at the back of the case and sometimes even at the top or bottom. Yeah. So as long as you you have your fans configured in this way so you can get a good circulation of air through. And another important thing is regular fan cleaning. Get in there, open up your case, you know, air spray out your fans. That's where the dust is going to accumulate the most. Um... So once you've got your cooling done, and another thing too with RGB, if you're getting RGB fans, make sure your motherboard has enough slots for all the RGB. Um, and just a general RGB advice tip, try and match all of your RGB that they can use the same program. So you don't have to have like the Asus Azure or whatever it is and the- Aurora, it's Aurora IQ. I and razor synapse yeah and um no there's another one for there's another one for eva you're right yeah so you know check compatibilities make sure they all run together it will save you a lot of time and grief later on when you're trying to get everything to sync up uh next up is power so the power supply you can kind of do at any time because it's not really reliant on any specific part it's just giving yourself the enough allowance for what you plan to build so generally i recommend like corsair thermal lake evga they all make really great power supplies uh, i always like to err on the much higher side uh, of wattage you know future proof myself so i usually go like more like 100 150 more than i need uh just to cover my bases so what he's talking about is everything that you put in here, the motherboard, CPU, GPU, all these things, they have a certain amount of wattage that they pull. Um, and so the net wattage from everything that you put in there, including the fans, is going to be uh, what you're looking for as like a level of wattage for your power supply. So I think I net pull like 400 or something like that. and my C uh, PCU is like 650. It allows me to have 650 just in case, you know, there's spikes and things like that. So making sure that your net is much higher or much lower than what your um, power is capable of. Exactly. And uh, try to get one that is at least certified bronze uh, or certified gold if you can really pull it out. And generally, the, the power supply runs you like 80, 100 bucks. It's all fairly consistent. Uh, fans, they can be all over the place. I'm not going to give you prices because it's 
sometimes it buy it's $30 per fan. Sometimes it's $60 for a fan. It just depends on what you're looking for. Um, the badass fans that I have are 135 for a three pack. So, so they can be pricey. And then if you get into liquid cooling, that's pricey as well. Oh my God. Liquid cooling. It's so beautiful, but to do it, you need to like, you have to have certain tubing. You have to have inserts. So that way when you bend, you heat the tube. And then when you bend it, it doesn't fold in on itself. Then you have to measure and you have to have links and these like, oh God, it's go and watch people do custom builds with like custom water builds or hard line tubing. Because if you can do a hard line and soft and the you know, hard line obviously sounds the way it is. It's hard rubber tubing or plastic tubing. And then if you do the the rubber tubing, it's soft. And so that one you can just, you know, push in and then cut the rubber tube to as little or as much as you need to. And that would be the easiest way of doing it. And then uh, AIOs run you about 80 bucks to several hundred dollars, depending on how fancy you're getting, how many fans. Uh, NZXT makes good ones. Corsair, Thermalake, EVGA. I think even Asus might make some. I can't remember. But uh, so. Mm. Asus does make one. Asus makes one that is badass. It's got like a mirrored front and it actually has an LCD screen built into it. And it's super cool. Yeah, so a little digression there from power back to fans. So, um, but there isn't too much to say about power. Uh, again, make sure your power supply fits your case. Um, Side note, make sure your power supply is facing the correct direction because your power supply has a built-in fan. And if you put that facing up into your uh, into your computer, it's not going to cool properly. So make sure that your fans are facing down. Also, if you plan to make upgrades in the future, check how many uh, plugins your power supply has. How many SATA ports? How much like area yes. for yeah. yeah for your GPU too? So there's certain plugins for your GPU for power and things like that. So yeah, make sure you have enough slots for that. Yeah, and you might even need to buy some additional cables depending on the power supply because it. Uh, the cables they give you might not have enough chain if you're running like multiple hard drives and things like that. Like you, you really gotta, I would always say, that's why I say get a more powerful power supply because then they will give you a larger daisy chain of stuff that can handle more things because it's kind of, uh, what's the word? Like equivalent co, goes together. I don't know what you're saying. Cohesive. No? I guess. But um, daisy chains within themselves can only handle so much. So eventually, um, you know, higher powered uh, or higher wattage power supplies will have just more ports in general, which will be nice. Yep. Moving on. RAM. Uh, we, could kinda, we could have moved this back up with the processor and the motherboard, but it, uh, it can have its own specific topic. So again... This is something that you should do when you're picking out your motherboard, uh, or at least once you've settled on your motherboard, make sure you match your RAM to your motherboard because the motherboard will only support specific types of RAM, like plugins, uh, and it will only be able to handle specific hertz of speed. But generally with RAM, you want to get DDR4, it's the latest uh, technology. 
and the higher the hertz, the more uh, processing power your RAM has, uh, which is another thing to note with your motherboard and your processor. Check and see how much the cache memory is on both of those, because that again will help uh, your computer pull information faster or hold information longer. But so with RAM, you know, there's so many companies that make RAM, everybody makes it. So it's, I'm not gonna take time to name, we've already named some of the big ones, G-Skill, you know, Corsair, but you could have a field day just scrolling through, looking at RAM. Uh, the biggest thing is minimum 16, especially even, even if you're not gaming, 16. Like it just, it doesn't hurt to have the extra RAM. Uh, if you're gonna be doing video recording, editing, streaming, rendering, uh, animation, more RAM, the better. Uh, so do you want to explain the purpose of RAM or the RAM is like the, it's what's the, what's the analogy I've used before? random access memory. So it holds things th that are in the God Lord. Why are we struggling with this right now? I have an analogy that I've used in the past and I can't, I'm trying to remember the, the specific wording of it. So like think of your, Think of your processor and your RAM as a highway. And um, I can't remember, one of them determines the number of lanes that you have and one determines the number of speed. Determines the speed. Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't RAM. RAM is just to hold like your program. It's just to hold a current program for usage because obviously it's stored on your computer, but it needs to be accessed and pulled. Yeah. And so you can run it because it is, yeah. I don't know. Again, it's complicated as yeah, hell. It's really complicated. It's not our area of expertise. We're just here recommending uh, things for you. So, um, you know, if you're going to do more video driven stuff or more processing power stuff like the rendering and all that, the video editing, get more RAM. Uh, it'll just provide you with a much smoother experience. Bigger programs need more RAM because there's more, you know, more data being transferred at any point in time between your ram and your processor the number of cores it has in your processor speed that all kind of determines your computer's max load and then it divides that among everything your computer is doing so obviously the more powerful your processes and the more ram you have the more assets that your computer can divvy up uh, between your programs uh, additionally another asset that your computer needs is a graphics card now, sometimes your processor, go ahead. Yeah, I'm along that line, unless you get the new Threadripper, then it doesn't matter. You don't need to get one. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you need a graphics card. So the two main graphics card companies are NVIDIA and AMD. Uh, AMD is lagging. NVIDIA is the way to go. Um, there's plenty of companies that make graphics cards on behalf of NVIDIA. You don't have to get them just through NVIDIA. I recommend uh, MSI, EVGA, and Asus. Uh, currently, I have an Asus uh, GPU GTX 1060. Or, no, yes. 1070. Wait, no. No, 1060. 1060. Yeah, we have the same one. I have upgraded since then to EVGA um, GTX as well. Mine's the Founders Edition, though, 1070. And... Uh, there's no 1070 Founders Edition. There's only there, a 1080 Founders Edition. 
What is mine? Mine is something. It's a, the. It's a 1070. It's just a fancy one. I know. It's like a something X. I can't remember. It's not a basic 1070. Either oh, way, it doesn't 1070 matter. 1070 Ti. You have a 1070 Ti. Do I? Yeah. Um. So Jamie should take mine off my old one off my hands and run an SLI bridge and have two. Uh, he'd be flying. I don't know if my uh, my case could handle that or my motherboard. I'd have to. Yeah, I was gonna say your motherboard's probably gonna fry itself. I'd have to do some real like uh, research into what I got and see what it could handle. Uh, I've got a decent like budget build. Uh, like my build was like nine hundred dollars all out, so it was uh, it's and it's good. It runs pretty much everything great. Uh, but I'm always looking for the next best thing, especially with Cyberpunk coming out. It's gonna be pushing my computer's capabilities. I and, want I want that yeah. I want that Odyssey G7 monitor 4K with a computer that can run Cyberpunk in 4K. Fantastic. That's that's the dream right there. That's the dream. But can uh, it run Crisis? No. Uh so, you know, stick with Nvidia. The 1060, 1070s are kind of starting to fall behind unless you're going to buy two and use dual cards and bridge them because uh, then that will give you the performance of like a 2000 series. Uh, the 1080s are still not bad, uh, but now we're into the 2000 series, the 2060s, 2070s, 2080s. So uh, if you want to future-proof yourself, buy one of those. Uh, if you really want to future-proof yourself or you want that max performance, buy two of those the tough part is they're going to range anywhere from two hundred dollars to eight hundred dollars per unit right you could get a titan and then you'd be good to go yeah any any of them that have ti's they're just a little bit more powerful the other important thing to note on your graphics card is what ports you have because the ports determine what kind of connections you can have into your monitors or your tvs and to note how much vram video ram it has the more VRAM, the more graphics processing your processor can do. So two, don't waste your time. Four, meh, six to eight, excellent. Um, and especially if you know if you're putting in the money on all your other parts, your RAM, your motherboard, your processor, you know, don't cheap out on your graphics card. So when you're looking at a graphics card, you see a lot of numbers and we have spoke about a lot of numbers. So just to break it down, um, so mine's the EVGA. It's the, the model number is the 1070 and I have a TI, right? And then it'll say behind that, the VRAM. So it'll say six gigabytes, which is what mine is. So then behind that, the six gigabytes will be what you need to pay attention to as well. Well, if you really want to break it down, there is... The manufacturer of your card is EVGA. The model line is GeForce. The sub-model line is GTX. And the additional one is... Oh, well, no. It would be the Bye. GTX 1070 Ti. That yes. would be the full. GeForce yep. is, the, is the line. Uh, because they have, like, quadros, which are more, like, workhorse uh, graphics cards. So those are more, like, heavy lifting for things like rendering, animation... Uh, STEM software, like architecture software and stuff like that. Um, they'll still run games too, but they're more designed for that heavy lifting processing power stuff. Uh, and then lastly, storage. 
Uh, we've mentioned before, storage is pretty straightforward. I, there's the best way to do it is SSD for your operating system, a sole SSD drive for that. Nothing else goes on it. Uh, you can get yourself like 128 gigabyte or a 256 if you're a little concerned about space. I would do 256 with updates and things like that and random shit getting installed on your CPU or yep. on your uh, your main storage for no reason. Yep. Uh, and so I recommend getting one of the uh, N.VME or M.2 uh, solid state drives. They attach directly to your motherboard. Uh, if you want one of those, make sure your motherboard has a slot for it. Uh, they'll generally run you around like 70 to 100 bucks, 150 uh, for the 128 and the 256 versions. Uh, and that's where your operating system will go. All Samsung. All Samsung. If All you're getting, Samsung. You're getting solid state Samsung. It's the best. Uh, so then from there, you can do kind of whatever you want, whatever combination of hard drives. Just it all depends on the slots or the hard drive bays that are available. <laughs> that exchange right there was just, the cat wanted to come on Brenna's lap and then the moment that Brenna went to help the cat to her lap, the cat turned away and walked away. Pickle. She's now in my lap. Cause you picked her up. Oh my goodness. So cute. Um. Personally, I like to have an entire SSD machine because it's so much faster, uh, like miles faster than regular hard drives because regular hard drives are disks that spin and read and write, whereas SSD is flash memory, so it's instantaneous. The only thing that is difficult is um, you can't get quite as many terabytes with, um, with you know, SSD. It's much more expensive, so. Yeah, so if you... So the way most people do it is they'll do like a specific SSD, like the M.2 for their uh, OS. Then I would recommend buying yourself like a terabyte SSD that you want to put programs on that you want to run fast. And then after that, you have like a big storage device. So like two terabyte uh, Western digital hard drives, and you can do as many of those as you want. I don't go higher than two terabytes just because the drives tend to become more unstable uh, the more storage space they have because of those spinning disks. So. Right. Uh, my current system is, operating system is my NVMe. Um, I have a two and a half or yeah, two and a half inch solid state. That is a 250. That's just for random stuff. And then I have two separate hard drives of one one terabyte and then one four terabyte as well and the four terabyte is literally just for storing streaming and things like that and whatnot maybe some video games i've got a 256 uh ssd that has my os i have a one terabyte ssd for whatever uh, i have a one terabyte hdd for whatever and then i have a backup slash mega storage drive that is separately powered it's an external hard drive and it's a six terabyte uh, and I kind of just dump files on there once I'm done with them. So lots of options when it comes to storage, but Samsung, Western Digital, stick to it, nothing else. Um, and then lastly, get yourself a copy of Windows. Uh, I don't care how you do it. Obviously, the right way to do it is to buy it, but, you know, not everyone wants to spend $100 on it. So, you know, 
not telling you to do anything, but it's $100 factored into your build. Uh, and then lastly, just some optional things. Uh, if you want, you know, burn CDs or read write CDs, you're gonna need a disk drive. So make sure your case has a port for an op a slot for an optical drive uh, and make sure that, you know, your motherboard supports one. You can get more RAM, you know, as much RAM as you want. All the RAMs. I would say anything over 32 or 64 is pretty much unnecessary if you're just gaming. I mean, even getting close to 32 is absolutely unnecessary. Yeah, if you're getting into streaming, then you're probably okay. Um, you can get a second graphics card if you really want to maximize performance. It will also help with uh, running multiple monitors or multiple video programs at once because the graphics cards can divide uh, the load. The big thing, though, is if you do multiple graphics cards, buy the same graphics card, the exact same one. Otherwise, you will just destroy everything and you'll hate yourself. Um, you can get Plus, lights. it doesn't look as pretty. No, you can get lights RGB for your cases as much as you want. Uh, if you want better sound quality, you can get a sound card. Uh, but most motherboards will come with a semi-decent one. And then another thing to note when you're looking at a motherboard is check if it has built-in Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Because if it doesn't, you will want to buy a Wi-Fi card. Otherwise, your computer can only be used via Ethernet. So keep that in mind as well. As far as it goes for tips for building, um, organize your stuff. Don't do one thing at a time. I and you know have the right tools. Don't use the wrong tools. Don't do it on carpet. Do it on a table, preferably on a hard surface. Don't wear staticky clothes. Ground yourself. Um, what else? Um, take your time with everything. Uh, it's really annoying when you start, you know, putting the big chunky things together. Super easy, a lot of fun. Um, but when you start hooking up your little tiny, so at the very bottom of your motherboard, there are like two or three pins. So they're, it's absolutely minuscule. And you have to plug them in according to your manual in your motherboard. So it'll be, you know, your power button needs to be plugged into your motherboard. So there'll be this like whole chunk of cords when you look inside your case that have to do with that. Um, your RGB headers plug into this area as well. And it's not just straightforward. Honestly, it's maybe a few rows of pins and you have to orientate them in different ways to plug them into your motherboard. So make sure you're looking at all your manuals, um, reading through those, because they do have all the information for you. I don't think there's really any best order to put the parts in. Uh, motherboard. I can disagree. Motherboard and processor always need to go in first because that's what everything's gonna plug into. Uh, it, and you can also throw in your PCU in first as well because it usually has its own little section that's kind of away from everything else. Uh, and then it kind of helps you to plan out your cable management. Uh, but from there, you know, it's just making sure that you're, you know, be keep in mind that there's cords to all this stuff as you're putting it in and you need to run it and plug it in at the same time. So, you know, if you want good cable management, you need to be focused on that the entire time you're installing parts. 
Yeah, and I would be careful about um, once you put your graphics card in. Graphics cards are huge. And, and heavy. They're, yeah, they can be very, very heavy. And slots that they sit in aren't typically shallow. So it's a very small connection and they can break off very easily. So don't be too ginger with your, your parts. Like it needs to be slammed in sometimes and it's absolutely terrifying. But know that your graphics card can like snap out of that slot and kind of break. So just be semi-careful about that and watch for uh, sag. So if your graphics card is sagging, you might want to get some supportive, uh, supportive brackets or something like that. Personally, I would wait till the end to put in your graphics card. It's, it's so hard trying to move cables around it once you have it in just because it takes up so much space and even the power cables for it are so thick. So, you know, you can set up all your cabling for it, but yeah, wait until the end uh, to slot that baby in and it will make your life so much easier. Um, things to avoid doing. I mean, we've kind of mentioned some already, um, you know, keep animals away from you. Don't let, you know, cause their hair will get in there. Uh, certain things like I would avoid doing upgrades later. Uh, the only thing you should ever like, in my opinion, the only thing you should ever upgrade at a later date with your computer is your RAM and your hard drives. If you're upgrading anything else, you might as well just build a new computer because you're going to have to take everything out to make any additions. Definitely don't upgrade fans. <laughs> well, I mean, um, yeah, the fans like. I didn't do it right. It doesn't either way traumatized from that. But yeah, um, if you're upgrading, you know, some of the essential components other than RAM, like you said, in the hard drives, uh, you're most likely, unless you bought an overpowered, you know, motherboard or something like that or overpowered, you know, whatever, you're probably going to end up overloading the system. So yeah, I, I if you're going to start like Jamie, if he wants to add another graphics card in there, honestly, he's going to kill his motherboard and it's not worth it. And then I don't even know if your CPU would honestly run it that well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, exactly. So it's at that point, you're going to have to get a whole new everything anyway. Yeah, which, you know, there's it's not bad building a new computer because you can always salvage parts from your old computer uh, and you can always sell them to other people. People are always looking to buy computer parts. So, but it's just... That's just my advice. It saves so much time and so much energy. You know, if you just plan your build and you plan a build that will last you X number of years, and then you can make small changes throughout the life of the build, RAM, hard drives, etc. I know people will disagree with me, uh, but you know, to each is their own. This is just basic advice for, you know, normal people. Uh, if you have more experience, obviously you can do whatever the fuck you want. So, um, any any other info or experiences we want to share? Be careful. This is a drug and it is easily abused. I had a computer for years now. Almost. Almost two years. Yeah. Um, I already want to build a new one. Like I, I already want to. The moment you start shopping to build your to build your computer is just a sickness. It never goes away. You're constantly looking at new parts. You follow all of the parts companies on your social medias. You're always I watch so many YouTube videos and PC Part Picker. I'm sorry that I just told you guys about this website. PC Part Picker. 
it's the devil, but it allows you to uh, has all the components that you could possibly need to build a computer, which and is good because it, it also helps you with compatibility. Yes, it really helps a lot with compatibility because once you select certain parts, it will limit the parts that you can pick from based on their compatibility. So, and it does even uh, it does size as well because it has the metrics of how the dimensions of everything. So it'll say, hey, guess what? Um, your case is not going to be able to fit all this junk inside of it. And it also does wattages. So it'll tell you if your power supply that you have put on this list is underpowered because everything is pulling X or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Once you're done with all this, you can boot up, set up your BIOS and then you are off and running. Watch videos on how to set up BIOS. It is not as straightforward as you think it is. I would recommend watching a video. There are some good ones out there. Just Google how to set up BIOS. Or I think, ah, uh, um, there's a YouTube guy and I cannot remember his name. He goes through and completely sets it up. Phil yeah. something? There's, there's some nice tweaks. There's some good like quality of life tweaks that you can make to improve uh, how your computer runs. So definitely worth it. And uh, yeah, when in doubt, don't touch it in your BIOS. Because that's that's how bad things happen. And then uh, if you're setting up a brand new desktop for the first time, make sure you have Windows on a flash drive because that's how you'll need to install it unless you have a optical disk. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't realize when I first started. Um, I was you know, researching a lot and then I, I realized that, yeah, when you buy something, you know, it's a blank hard drive. There's no windows on it. It literally just boots up in the BIOS. So you have to get a flash drive that and, you know, yeah, so if you don't have a disk, if you don't have a disk for Windows, you'll need to buy Windows on a different computer and then save it to a flash drive so that you can run it later. Uh, you could also you don't have to necessarily buy it right in that time. You can just download it um, and then activate and buy the key uh, with your new computer. But would, you would have. To I would advise against that just just because well, no, just because like the whole. What we had happen with you like you we got you a good brand new copy of windows your computer freaked out no i didn't i was using my school's copy yeah which was a fine copy it was a regular copy it, it, it was a regular full copy of windows and then it, your computer freaked out mid installation no i can't remember what happened with mine it, it was fine for like a week or two and then i think there was an update with windows and then it got messed up what I remember happened was we were trying to update it and it, your computer froze. We couldn't get it to respond or anything. We had to boot it and then it went away. And then it came back like two weeks later and we couldn't re we couldn't finish reactivating it because it kept saying that your windows had already been activated. Yeah, which is also a problem in general when you try and transfer um, windows activation from one to another because i think that was also a problem mm -hmm. if you already own it it's hard because it tags it to a certain graphics card yeah all it tags all the hardware so my advice prep it beforehand have it ready on hand do it while you're setting up your bios at the appropriate time it'll save you a lot of heartache and grief so that's it for this bonus episode uh upcoming news we already mentioned before in the previous episode so you can check that out there uh, and so thank you guys to listening to our show. I know there are many shows 
like us, but we are the best and we appreciate that you listen to us. And we appreciate those of you that support us on Patreon, Patches Play Games, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, and Old Stray Dog. You guys are all awesome. I still, every month, can't believe we have as many Patreon supporters as we do. And I can't believe that you guys haven't stormed our castle yet because we haven't gotten you your merch. So thanks for being patient. Thanks for working with us. You guys are the best. Social medias. Our podcast is wherever you listen. We're everywhere. Um, you can find it. Google it. You can drop a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. That would be a huge help for us. Uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts is the premier podcast platform. It's pretty much what everyone uses to determine whose podcast is the best. And uh, when you're trying to get partnerships and that kind of stuff, people are going to go and look you up and see where you stack up. So dropping that review really helps us out. Dropping that subscribe really helps us out. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, just hitting subscribe helps us out. Follow us on social media at DL Gaming News, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can follow us individually on Instagram at DL underscore Jameson. And me at DL underscore Mother Goose. And that is it for this bonus episode, DLC. Good luck and have fun. And remember, keep your goose loose. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable and we love them <laughs> and at the end of each review we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie so join us on july 9th for the first drop of our main episode and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes and on robots radio podcast network come see us on july 9th we love you so much already bye, bye. the hosts at robots radio get a lot of questions from people who are interested in starting their own podcasts about how they can start, how they can grow their audiences, how they can create good content, even what microphone to use and what software to use, things like that. Well, we're changing things up at Robots Roundtable to talk and share about the things that we've learned, the things that work and the things that don't. We're sharing with you our actual real-world experience. How can you launch a show like the Fallout Lorecast and get as many listeners as we did early on and rock it to the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts? How do you create a show in such a crowded marketplace as it is today, as opposed to 10 years ago? We're getting together every week to share our answers with you. Just look up The Podcast Professor, a Robots Roundtable with the hosts from Robots Radio.